Let's go with the word this morning. Amen. Here we go. I'm about out of breath. I was doing so good, but then I get over there and uh, about pass out. I get into it. You know, anyway, that's the Blue Ridge Parkway, by the way. I'm from North Carolina, but I don't live there. I live in the poor part. I live where after the war they came through this poor part of North Carolina and put mills in little mill towns. And then probably in the 70s, 70s, you know, late 70s, early 80s, they all went bust. And so now it's just poverty. And these little mill houses that were like little stick houses, you go through parts of the town, they've just fallen over. Amen. It's pretty rough. And, uh, but that's the pretty part of Carolina right there. Amen. Going to the mountains, you can go over to the beach. But you hit my land in a million. Uh-oh. What happened? Amen. But here we go. Roger chose a pretty pick. Let's go with the message this morning. Can you say that with me? Mama's road trip. One more time. Mama's road trip. And in case you're here for the first time, and I've met several of you today, thank you for being here. This is how I do it. I preach like this. The message is on the screen. All the scriptures will be there. You can also go back to the website later if you'd like. You can look up any scripture, any point. And then if you'd like to say, well, what do you say? Well, you can go online, watch it again, or you can go on a podcast and hear it again. And so if I flub up, you're going to hear it and see it a lot. It is what it is. Let's go with the message today. Mama's road trip. That's my mama. That's the last time I saw mama alive. She made that dress. It was my brother's wedding, July. And uh, after the wedding at the campus there, a beautiful campus at Sand Hills Community College, hot as a dog in the summer. And uh, my brother Terry, y'all know my brother Terry, is getting married. And he was married prior, and his wife had hurt him so bad, and he would go to Mama for help. And here he is marrying Portia, and life is, life's back on the up again. And I went up for the wedding and had a part in it, of course. And, and the beautiful thing is, when I left that wedding, it was odd. I was with the kids and everything. They were little. And uh, Mama said, uh, for some reason, she said, can we go by the hospital Big hospital up there where they got married, about 30 miles away from Rockingham. More Memorial, a subsidiary of Duke, a really good, good hospital. And uh, she said, your Uncle Lee's in the hospital. And she said, I'd like for you to go by and make sure he's saved. That's one of the last words I ever remember my mother saying. Go by and check on my brother and make sure he's saved. And I'm like, sure, Mom. And so what that did was it allowed me and Mama to ride together, just me and Mama. So the last road trip I ever had with Mama was just me and Mama. And we went to see my Uncle Lee in the hospital. We didn't. She sat in the car, had me go up, see if he was saved. So I went up and talked to my Uncle Lee, told him about the Lord, and helped him with his assurance in Jesus Christ, and that he was saved, that he knew the Lord. If he didn't make it, you know where you're going, brother, right? Amen? Say. And so I came back and told Mama, and she was tickled, but that was Mama's heart. Did you feel Mama's heart right there, yes or no? Son's getting married, but she's concerned about somebody, right? Want to make sure what? Not that they should get better, that they go to heaven. That was Mama. Let's talk about Mama. That wasn't the way Mama was growing up. I didn't know Mama like that. I didn't know the Christian Mama. I knew the tough mama, 
the mama that ran the barbecue lodge. Now, she did a great job. She'd get up every morning, had on that white outfit. How many remember the waitresses used to always look like nurses? Remember that day? Remember that day? That made you feel good. Like, that stuff's clean. She wore that white shirt, that white gown, had them, like, them, them, them stockings and thick ones, you know what I'm saying? And she would work, come home just dirty. That white would be dirty. That barbecue stuff, you know what I mean? Dirty. That's what she did. That was her job. That's how I knew Mama. But then she'd come home at 4 o'clock, and every night she'd go up Caroline Street. Now, many of you have been to my home. Some of you I've taken there personally on trips we've taken. She would come to the end of my street, which is River Road, and she'd go up the hill, Caroline Street, straight up the hill, big old hill. But she'd drive her LTD up that hill. But she won't go into church. She was going to the church that she knew, and that's Jean's Tavern. Amen? Say. And she'd go and she'd beat that old black LTD with that white top. Baby! And Jean would come out with a six-pack or two in a brown paper bag. Take it through the window, and Mom would hand him money. She'd come home and drink them. A little bit later, she'd go up that hill again. Now the car is doing this number. She might do that two or three times. That was the life I knew with Mama. Worked hard during the day, started drinking till bedtime. Was drunk when she went to bed. Y'all hear me, yes or no? By the way, there's a better way to raise your children than that if that's what you're doing. You hear me, yes or no? Come on. Come on. And that's Mama. Mama be saying, hey, look, don't do it the way I did it. It's a better way. Even that Saturday night on November the 27th, 1977, Saturday night, I came in from partying. Mama's sitting in the recliner, drunk, because it's about 11 o'clock. And she was watching Billy Graham on TV. How many knows Billy Graham the preacher? But it was going off. I watched that going off. That was before the days of remote. And if you're drunk, you ain't getting up. Billy Graham was smart. He had you. If you're drunk, I got you. You come on, if I come on TV, you're not changing it. And the message somehow broke through my drunk mama's heart. Isn't that beautiful? It's a beautiful thing. And so she said to me, we're going to church in the morning. I cussed her out, slammed my door. You shouldn't do that. Don't ever do that. I hope you knock the tar out of him. He ever does that. You got it? Yes or no? You'd never do that, would you? Because you know there'd be another butt whooping. Come on, come on. Amen. We love our mamas. Come on, we love our mamas. Amen. Come on. Come on, let's praise the Lord. We love our mamas. We respect our mamas. Don't be like I was. Don't be like I did. But anyway, so that's what I did. And so the next morning, we went to church. And guess what? We went up Caroline Street. But I take that back. See, that night, she hadn't gone in a car because she didn't even have any transportation. So somehow, whatever she got, she'd walk to get it. Amen. And that's what, that's what drunks will do. They'll walk to get it, won't they? Say, how many can relate? Go ahead. Come on, you'll relate with me a little bit? There we go. There's some relating going on. But anyway, we didn't have a car. So the next morning, we went up that same Caroline Street. And to go to Jean's Tavern, you go up to the top and you hang a left. 300 yards later, if you didn't hang a left, 300 yards later was a church. And for years, she would always go up. And turn before those 300 yards. Y'all listening to the message so far? 
300 yards further was this church called Temple Baptist Church. We didn't know. I'm with her. I think it's the dumbest thing on the planet. We're walking to church. Dumb, dumb. But I went with her. And uh, what that taught me is no one's beyond hope. Say that with me. No one is beyond hope. No one's beyond hope. God took her on that same walk that she'd gone all those years. But this time she didn't turn. No one's beyond hope. Now say that with me. Hope is just what? Hope's just around the corner, guys. If you feel hopeless today, no, 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 no. no. Hope's just around the corner for you. It was for Mama. This was Mama's road trip. There she went. And I want to talk to you. I'm going to change it just a little bit, the subject matter. I'm not going to do my normal thing. I talk about Mama. I'm not going to talk about her horrible death. You know that happened. Uh, But I want to talk to you how Mama came to Christ. Amen? I want you to see something today. So here's Mama. And so here she was. Who, Who was Mama? She was a wreck. Mama was a wreck. She'd married this man back in April that she'd been living with for several years. I was the youngest of the six kids. And so the last several years, I'm the only one at home with this loser lunatic in the house. Amen? It's horrible. It's a horrible situation when you've got somebody in the house that's a, that's a mean person, a vile person, and he's in the other room having sex with your mother. This is not a good life to grow up with, okay? I hate it. It ought not happen. It did happen. She was a wreck, though, because she'd married him. Now he's out, out catting around. That's what we call it. He's out catting around. And so Mama's now going back to drinking even worse, thinking she's married a man's man. That's what she would tell me. Oh, he's a man's man. I don't want to be a thing like him. He ended up killing my mother. Okay? But the fact is, she was a wreck on that Saturday night. She had nothing but what? It's all Mama had. So if you think you're without hope, this was my mama. She had nothing but sorrow. And she came what? When she came to the Lord, she came what? She had nothing to give. She had no church pedigree. She had no Bible memorization. She had no money. She had no family heritage. She had nothing. She had an 11th grade education is what she had. Okay? She didn't, she didn't wear a store-bought dress till she was in the 8th grade. Up to that point, they were made out of flour sacks. How many ever had to wear a dress made out of flour sacks? Can I see your hands? That's what Mama did. They didn't have running water in the house. They had an outhouse. And this isn't way back in the day, guys. This, this was in a town. That's just if you lived that way, you were really poor in that town. That's the way Mama grew up. Didn't have nothing. When she got married to my dad way back in the day, on her marriage certificate, you got to put your occupation... Waitress, dad unemployed. That was their life out of the get-go. A hard life. So she had nothing when she came to Jesus. But three weeks after going to church on that late November night, when she heard Billy Graham, we went three Sundays in a row. Three Sundays in a row. And my mother made the decision to put her faith personally in Jesus Christ on that Sunday morning. Let's praise the Lord. That's a good thing, man. She came. She came. And the old-fashioned preacher preached the word, Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open that door, I'll come into him and have supper with him and he with me. And Mama came down that aisle. I was sitting on the end, several rows back, and I came down with her like a fool. I thought. And so somebody, uh, some women took Mama over here, and a gentleman named Ralph Reeder took me over here. And he told me about Jesus, and these women told Mama about Jesus. At the end of the service, both her son and Mama got saved. That's crazy. Just because not making that left turn anymore, but going 300 yards further. Come on. That's what she did. But this message is about her. Let's keep moving, Raj. What we got? 
she knew very little. When mama came to Jesus, she knew very little. A lot of people say, well, I don't know much about the Bible. You know, why, you know, listen, you don't need to, a lot of us knew stuff, but it screwed up. Say, a lot of us went to churches and we were taught stuff that ain't in the Bible. How many would say that's the truth? That's taught it ain't even in the Bible. Because people are crazy. Stay with the Bible. Say that with me. Stay with the Bible. Can y'all do that? Say, you'll be a whole lot better off than listening to crazy people like me. If I change things that ain't in the Bible, stay with the Bible. Amen. So, she knew very little, but she accepted best she knew how. That Jesus was real. And that Jesus really loved her. She accepted Jesus best she knew how. Don't make up stuff. and don't, You don't have to be somebody you're not. Don't ever be like that. Accept what you know. Start right there. Accept Christ. That's what she did. Accept that Jesus loves you. That's what she did. That's how Mama started. This is Mama's road trip. Keep looking, Raj. There we go. We're going down the road. We're making some progress. Three things. Three things Mama did. I want you to hear these three thoughts. Are you all with me so far? You're not going to sleep on me, are you? Say, don't go to sleep on me. Come on. Three things Mama did. Number one, she came to the Lord that Sunday. That was her road trip. And her trip continued with the Lord. This was Mama, a drunk, a wreck, a mess, with a man who's not a good man to be with. Now she's married and made a horrible decision marrying him. A lot of people do that. She lived to regret it. Horrible. 17 years of a nightmare. Okay? Life was hard, but Mama trusted Christ. And so when she trusted the Lord, say that with me, she gave God her... Now I need you to help me. Come on. One more. She gave God her heart first. Have you done that? Have you given God your heart? Best you know how. I don't understand it all. Well, stop the excuse making. Give him your heart. What's that? That's down deep. I'll give you, give you my heart, Lord. That's what she did. Keep looking. Here's what she said. If you'll have me, here I am. Look at me. I'm a nobody. If you'll have me, here I am. And you know what God says? I'll have you. He'll say that every time. If you'll say, here I am. If you'll have me, here I am. And every time... Jesus is at the right hand of God the Father making intercession for us. So whenever somebody cries out to Jesus, if you'll have me, here I am. Every time, every time he takes that to the Father. And God says, because of my son, I'll have you. Amen? Yes or no? Because of my son over here, I'll have you. Amen? Come on. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. I'll have you. That's what mama did. Guys, it's the start that stops most people. That's one of the best quotes I've ever, ever read in my life. It's the start that stops most people. Would you start today by putting your faith in Christ? Would you start today and do like Mama did, who was a wreck, who was a mess? And would you give God your heart today? Give Him your heart. God, if you'll have me, here I am. It's the start that stops most people. Start today. Do like Mama did. If Mama could get out of that recliner and walk... You can do it. Amen? Come on. You can come up with a million excuses why you can't give God your heart. Don't do that. Keep pushing me, Raj. Here's why you should give God your heart. Say it with me. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There's no strings right there, is there? I love you. I gave my son for you. Will you believe with your heart? Not just your head. Not just, well, whatever. Down deep. Believe. If you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus, and believe in your what? Heart, down deep, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be what? Saved. Amen? Come on, that's right there, straight up in the Bible. That's what Mama did. She gave God her heart. Mama said, you've got to give God his first. I'd hear her say that all my life after she became a Christian. You've got to give God his first. That's what she would do when the offering plate would pass. And I was ever sitting with her. She'd look at me and go, you've got to give God his first. Now, this was a drunk woman who didn't know nothing. God can teach you. Amen? Say, he changed my mother, and he changed Clark's world. Look at my world. It's all been changed, hasn't it? I've had a great life because of a mama who gave God her heart. It's incredible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, son, and he'll do what? He'll direct your path. Boy, that's been the truth for me. What a great mother I had. Mama. So give God your heart. He wants you. He wants you today. If you're listening online, He wants you. On the radio, He wants you. The devil's maybe filled your head with lies that God doesn't love you. God doesn't care for you. That's bull. God loves you. He wants you. He loves you. He gave His Son for you. Will He accept you? Absolutely He'll accept you. Oh, He's got sinners to work with anyway. There ain't no grade on what a sinner is. We all failed. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if kids got an F in class, it don't matter if I got a 60 and you got a 68, you're still a flunker. There ain't no bragging for either of us, Jack. You're being held back too. If you're smarter than me about that much... That's the way it is with the church, guys, and with the world. We all are sinners. He accepts you right where you what? Well, what if I was drunk last night? Well, Mama was the night before. Every Sunday she'd go to church, those three Sundays in a row, and she'd go home after church, start drinking. Right after church. Didn't bother me none. I went to hell raising. But that week after Mama got saved... December 18, 1977, and me too. Mama went home, poured that past blue ribbon, which was gold, down the drain. That Sunday night. Now, it doesn't work that way with everybody. I understand that. But it did with Mama. It didn't work that way with me. It took me several months later before things started getting better. Amen, say. That was because of me. It won't because of him. Come on. He wants you. So if you'll have me, say it with me. If you'll have me, here I am. You all right so far? Son, how you doing? I met you this morning. Are you awake? You doing all right? Okay, you ain't run out on me yet. That's nice. That's nice. Hang in there. God says what? I'll have you. Amen. Don't you want a God like that? That's the God you have. Not some made-up imaginary God that's going to beat you upside the head with a stick. No, he loves you to death. He let his son get beat with a stick so that you could live. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. That's our God. Come on. Mama's road trip. Well, so Mama got saved. What happened? 
Hope I ain't boring you to tears. This is great. I love this. This is, this is, this is my wheelhouse right here, baby. Throw me the ball. I'm going to hit those in the park. I love this stuff. Come on. Number two, the second thing Mama said. Mama said this. She gave God her life. And she said, I am what I am. I am. So many people are trying to be something they ain't. They come to God. And the church has screwed them up too. We try to get their hair cut just right and get them in this kind of clothes. As if they weren't naked. They looked okay before, okay? Yeah, but they didn't have the dress on. And the hair was too long. As if that matters. Yes or no? Say. Doesn't matter. Okay? It doesn't. Mama said, I am what I am. What she was saying, and she said this, if you can use me, use me. Say that with me. If you can use me, use me. 11th grade education, poor as dirt, raised so much hell, drunk so many times, it won't even funny. What can I give God? And so Mama just put it like this. Here I am. You'll have me. Here I am. God said, well, I'll have you. And Mama said, well, if you can use me, then here I am, use me. And you know what God said to my mama? Say it with me. I'll, I'll use you. You mean God will use a woman who's been a drunk, who hadn't been a really nice person? Absolutely. How many would say, boy, that was me, Pastor, and he's used me? Can I see your hand? Can I see some testify? Come on. Can we praise the Lord? Come on. He's using us. Beautiful. Fabulous. So, Jesus answered, said unto the woman at the well, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. You keep drinking the paps, you're going to keep getting thirsty. Listen, but if you drink of the water that I'll give you, you're going to never thirst again. And the water that I'm going to give you is going to be a well of water that's going to spring up in you everlasting life. And it won't be something you're going to throw up in the morning. Y'all listening, yes or no? You didn't know the Bible had a lot of drunk talk in it, did you? The woman said, hey, sir, give me this water then. That I don't ever thirst again. I don't want to come back here anymore. I want more to life than coming to this well every day. I want more to life than going up the hill every night and going to Jean's Tavern. Well, the woman at the well said to him, I know that Messiah comes, which is called the Christ. And when he's come, he's going to tell us things. And Jesus said, hey, I that speak to you am him. You're talking to Messiah. And upon this, his disciples came and marveled that he talked with the woman. I'm sure a lot of people marveled that Sunday when they saw that woman... Ann Clark walking with her son up to church. I was in some kind of a leisure suit that was sky blue. That polyester kind that you just pour yourself in. But I was buff back then. I wouldn't want to wear it today. Anyway, how many had one of them leisure suits? You know what I'm talking about. With the bell bottoms. Son, don't get one. Don't get one. Come on, here we go. Here we go. They marvel. Why are you talking to her? Why was Jesus talking to this woman? The woman then left because she knew she wasn't welcome. Yes or no? She knew she wasn't welcome. She's talking to Jesus and she's fine. But when the disciples came, she left because she knew she wasn't welcome. But she had already met the master. She had already met the master. She didn't need them. Amen? Come on. So she left, went her way into the city, and she started talking to the men. And they knew her well because she had a reputation. Come see a man that told me everything I ever did. Can you imagine when she said that? Because some of them men went, uh-oh, didn't he know stuff you did with me? 
That's crazy. Come see a man that told me all things I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and they all came to him. So God used this old woman in the Bible, right? And God used my mama. Here I am, Lord, use me. I'll serve you if you'll have me and you'll use me. And God says, I'll use you. Her life didn't seem like it was much to give. But she what? Stop making excuses, guys. Well, I can't. We look at other people and we see what other people are doing. Oh, I can't ever be like that. That's bull, man. You can, you can do great things for God. That's Mama's story. She was incredible. She started at her little church. How did Mama start? What did Mama start doing? First thing Mama did, she took those skills that she had as a waitress at Revel's Barbecue Lodge. And she took them into that little church and started loving on people. Started talking. Started talking. Started going, well, hello, hello. That's what she did at the restaurant. Welcome, come on in. That's what she did there, yes or no? You think that's goofy? It's what the woman told me at McDonald's this morning. Obviously, the church she goes to, she's not feeling someone there going, come on in, hello, how you doing? Use your gift for God, yes or no? Say And that's huge, man. Love on people. That's what we do here. She had been a waitress and she had learned good what? She didn't have a degree from high school, but boy, she learned how to talk. How'd you like that barbecue sandwich? You like that with some slaw on it? Yes, ma'am. You like that iced tea sweet? Oh, yes, ma'am. All right, I got it coming up. Amen? And they would just lay the tips out for Mama. Amen? So she took the skills she had. Started right there at that little country church. Loving people. When you hear a message like this, you might understand why loving people is a big deal for me. Yes or no? Where would I get it from? Well, you got it from Jesus. Well, actually, I got it from Mama. But every good gift comes from Jesus. So I ultimately got it from Jesus. Amen? You've heard my brother Terry come. He's a talker. Yeah, we go to Lowe's in Carolina. I'll be getting something. We, need, we don't even know he's. I don't even know he's there. And I'll and I'll the, some of the people that work there in the pro department over there because he's a contractor. I'll be saying something to somebody and they'll they'll think it's my brother. Oh, I thought that was Terry. Oh, it's you. You're his brother from Florida. You're the preacher guy. Everybody in Lowe's knows I'm the preacher guy. Why? Because I go around saying I'm the preacher guy. No, because my brother Terry goes around telling everybody I'm the preacher guy. He's a good communicator, amen? Where did we get that from? Our drunk, hell-raising mama who ran the restaurant. Bring what you got to the Lord and see if he won't use you. Y'all hear me today, yes or no? Hope you're doing fine with me this morning. She didn't know how to use these skills that she had, but God did. And that's what she started doing. She was using them for God, her skills now, not just at a restaurant, she brought a love that that little country church had actually changed that little church forever. Today I go to that church. Whenever I walk in there, there's a line to greet me. And there's still people alive that knew my mama. You know? And I don't mean to sound ugly, but I'm like a celebrity there. Not because I'm anything but because my mama was Ann Clark. You understand? 
That's who Mama was. She brought love to that church. It changed that church. She also took a love and communicated it to her what? To her town. Now, you might understand why I say Englewood is my what? Why? I want our town to know and communicate love. But not a phony love, guys. Well, we do this, and we have this program, and we have that program. You can have all the programs that the cows come home. Do you have love? Say. Do people know that you care? I had a guy at Home Depot the other day. He talks to me. He said, well, I hope I come to your church, Pastor, before I die. Yeah, I thought that was odd, too. Until later. He's mixing my paint. He's got stage four cancer. And he's talking to me. And I, was, I told him, I said, you don't have to come to fellowship. You can, you can call me anytime. You can come sit with me. I'll come sit with you. You see my wife in here because he knows Kim. You talked to him the other day. He loves Kim. He said, your wife was in here the other day getting paint, and she wanted to get something done before you got back from North Carolina. She wanted to get a room painted and make it pretty for me before I got back. That's how you love your town. Y'all listening or no? Yes or no? Not forcing stuff. Not come see this. Come do this. How about love them? Yes or no? This is our town. Say that with me. This is... Son, Lemon Bay High School is our school. It's not just your school. It's our school. You matter to us. You understand? Little Danny's going to graduate with these four- and five-year-olds this coming Thursday night. What's the reason we come out? A few of us come on out. Because these are our kids. Right? Beautiful. Come on. Here's a letter that after Mama died, the reporter in town wrote me from the newspaper. Dear Gary, like so many others, the death of your mother has been a tremendous shock to me and a huge loss to Temple Baptist Church and to the what? I am, of course, not a member of Temple, but I have had close ties with the church and the pastor, Joey and Linda, to this day. But I think it shows how far-reaching the influence of your mother's life went. I met a lot of people through my work at the newspaper, and many bring in something to get their children, uh, about their children that they want to get published. But Ann Riley, Ann Clark Riley, made herself different. It was that sparkle in her eye. It was that piercing Christ-like love that broke through surface casual conversation. There's no doubt how much your mother loved you, and I'm always touched by that. But there's no doubt how much she loved me either. She made me feel like I was a part of her family too. Are y'all feeling it? Gary, I doubt your life and mine will cross paths again until we get to heaven. And it hasn't so far. But I have had the chance to meet you thanks to a mother's love for her son. Please let this letter be my way of saying your mother was an exceptional woman. And she set herself apart from the -the run-of-the-mill Christian. I'm truly sorry that she was stolen from you and the manner in which she died. You have my deeply felt sympathy I miss Anne, too. Amen? Did you feel it? She loved her church, but she loved her town. Can we do that, church? Yes or no? Amen. Come on. Come on.
Keep looking. Let's go. So we're about out of time. I got to fly on this last one. Number three, three points. So she gave, said, God, here I am if you'll have me. Here I am if you'll use me. God said, I'll use you. God, she gave God her what? Can you say that she gave God her what? Well, you might say, yes, she gave it all, but she didn't have much. Well, then I guess not having much is a good thing if it means you give God your all, right? Yes or no? Maybe you should get rid of some junk that keeps you from giving God your all. Yes or no? Say. That's what she did. Mama said, if you can use this, if you can use this, then you can have it. If you can use this, you can have it. And God said, say it with me, I can use this. What does that mean? The Bible says, he which sows sparingly shall reap sparingly. He which sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a what? Wonder where at Fellowship Church we came up with the idea, if you can't give cheerfully, keep it. Well, it came from the Bible, guys. Yes or no? But preachers don't say it because they're scared to death. They're scared they're going to starve. Because guilting people for years has worked better. I'd rather not guilt you into giving. I'd rather you give because God saved you. Because God has changed you. And because God, you love God and He loves you and yet motivates you and you love your town. Yes or no? We built this place for love. Yes or no? This place is a place of love. And you mark my words. We keep loving. We keep giving. We keep honest. Quit being phony. Don't be phony. This place will be filled overflowing one day. Why? Because it's built on love. Built on love. Yes or no? And we preach the Bible. Even though I'm kooky, we preach God's Word. Amen? Come on. God's able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. She was amazed, my mama was amazed, that God could use the what? The little things she had to give. So don't forget where she came from. She had nothing. She was a drunk. She just went straight instead of making that turn to jeans. That was the change. She accepted Christ. But I want you to see what Mama did. Here we go. And this is just a list I put together. If you'll use this, it's yours. Small gifts to other people. She'd give people gifts all the time. Vegetables from her garden. A piece of pie or cake. And if my Mama made it, you'd lick the plate. Amen. So... A hanging basket. She would take little sprigs, put them into these cheap hanging baskets that she picked up somewhere in the garbage. By the way, I picked up two shelves this week. Somebody threw a tape away, a measuring tape this week. I got that. I was going to Home Depot yesterday to get a piece of sheet metal. I needed about four or five feet long. But I thought, you know what? They're building a house down there. I think I'll go in that dumpster, that new house they built on the water. There's an eight-foot piece in there. The neighbor came over. The neighbor came over and said, I thought he was going to get on to me. He came over and he said, I'm so glad to see somebody using that instead of it just getting thrown in the trash like that. And so I took most of it out of there. But anyway, here we go. Why am I going to pay for it? Say, yes or no? It's going to the dump. 
Here we go. She would take sprigs and put in those hanging baskets. At our dining room, after I grew up, it turned into wires. There was a wire here, a wire here, and a wire here. And she had these hanging baskets when you walked in the sprigs. Because it was like a sunroom. And she'd sell them for $5 to help people or she'd give them to them. Toiletries. Mama had a little thing in her, her, her closet, had a big closet there. And you could come in and get a little bag. And she'd give you toilet paper, toothpaste. She was the helping hand when they didn't have no helping hands. You understand? It was her closet. And I don't mean to be ugly, but I say it as a man. It's hard for me to say it. But if women needed feminine items, she had all those supplied. And she had no problem with giving that out. Amen? Okay? No problem. I mean, I've got this whole house like a, like a drugstore. Amen? She would give yard work at the church, work in the yard, cross-stitch. I've got several. You can come by my office. You can see some of the stuff Mama cross-stitched for me. But she did it for a lot of people. Rebate checks. She'd turn in items, get rebates, but she would send me the rebate and send other people the rebate. It'd go to your address, and you'd get the $3 so you could go eat breakfast. Is that crazy, yes or no? This doesn't sound like stuff God will use. Am I driving you up the wall? Flea market proceeds. She'd go take stuff she picked up by the road, go to the flea market, and give it to help people. This is a drunk woman who's now saved. Coupon savings. Buy one, get one, then she'd have a coupon. They'd end up giving mama money. And rebates. Yeah, that's the way she was. She'd give time. She provided transportation. She'd go pick up widows. Words of encouragement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you can use this, here it is. Y'all listening or not? Keep looking. She became one of the biggest givers in that little country church. How can my mama, who had nothing, become one of the biggest givers in the church? Because God said, I can use that. And he blessed mama. And mama was humble. Beautiful. This is a letter, and we're almost done, from her pastor. How many have met Pastor Joey Bird before? You've heard him or seen him? A few of you? I'll bring him back. We'll get him back soon. He's still living. We'll get him back. He's my age. We'll get him back. When I think of Ann Clark Riley, many fond memories parade through my mind. I see her with a sweat rag on her head, working on the church landscape. Red tipped petunias and pompous grass with a rose of Sharon planted carefully to make the church look what? Our campus looks pretty nice, doesn't it? I often think how Mama would be if Mama could come. Mama's looking. I see her across my desk asking to start a ministry for those in need. This was the beginning of the Dorcas ministry, which has helped scores of people around the world now. I remember as a lonely pastor overwhelmed by responsibilities and a knock at my door early one evening, it was my Mama with several bags of groceries, with her contagious smile, she reassured me everything was what? It's going to be all right, Pastor. A lot of pastors struggle. They don't have much. She visited Linda, that's his wife, and me and the children one evening when we lived in a very small house behind the church. My mama said it was time for them to have a bigger place. You're my pastor, and you're going to have a nice place, she insisted. 
And soon after, we moved into a nicer place. But no, you can't do nothing. That's crazy, ain't it? Say. I remember the night of her death. It was a Wednesday night, church night, night before Thanksgiving. She was praising the Lord for His goodness and grace. I followed her into the parking lot after the service to see her new used pickup truck. She talked about all the things she could do for the Lord now that she had the transportation. My evil stepfather took all transportation from her and made her walk everywhere she went. And my brother gave her a truck. The last time I talked to my mother, last voice I ever heard of my mother was, You won't believe what happened. What, Mama? Your brother bought me a pickup truck. She was so happy. And she was showing it off that night. She talked about all the things she could do for the Lord. Ministry minded to the what? To the end. On and on I could go. But Pastor Bird says, I close with a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. There has never been a man or woman in our history who led a life of ease, whose name's worth remembering. It's quite a quote, isn't it? So I guess if life's been hard, if you don't think you're worth much, if you don't think you can, boy, you're a perfect candidate to change the world. Yes or no? That's what Mama did. Anne Clark Riley is worth what? And here we are, 23 years after her death, and we're still doing what? Remember. And look at the impact she's made on my life and on now your life. Amen? And I do this for all of us guys today, for our moms. You heard my story, but hopefully it's been making you think of things about your mama. Amen? Let's praise the Lord today. Mama's road trip. Amen? Beautiful. Give God your heart.